Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Guys of a certain age and a new year coming at you. Literally in a new year. Robbie Koblenz in studio with Jay Reed and Mr. Art Shirley. Where are you at, Art? I'm at the house. You're at the house. How many boxes have you done today, Art? Uh, probably about four today. Wow. Just, you know. It is. What you've you've gone through one. four and, and organized things, or you've moved four from one room to the other? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Mm-hmm. Good answer. We are actually recording this on New Year's Day. You'll be hearing it uh, probably about nine days from now if you're a faithful listener. Because we're that dedicated. We are. We are. Plus, we wanted to get out of the house, or at least two of us did. <laughs> well, probably all three of us did, but only, only two of us were able to make the escape. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Becky's not going to listen to this, right, Art? No. No. Oh, good, good, good. Actually, so, she started listening nightly. Oh, well, that's good. We'll just yeah. uh, we'll block her from this episode. So <laughs> how was uh, how was the holidays for you guys? Uh, what's what's the most fun thing you got, Jay, for Christmas? The most fun thing I got? Gosh, I don't know. Was that even grammatically correct? I, I don't no, know, but the, my mom I think let it's me know later. Funnest. 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 Yeah. We'll get a full uh, English report from Yeah, I want all Mrs. my sentences Reed. diagrammed. What about you, uh, Jay? I mean, Jay, Art. <laughs> Man, I don't know who I am, where I am, who I'm, who I'm with. What about you, Art? What's the, uh, the, uh, the thing that stuck out most for you for Christmas that you got? Uh, well, of course, the house was our big gift. So that was <laughs> yeah. kind of, I would say that probably stuck out the most. I keep wandering into it. But uh, <clears throat> I did get the new Thrawn book. Ah. Uh, the Star Wars Thrawn book, and I'm about halfway through that now. It's very good. Good, good, good. Yep. Jay, you want to come back to yours? You know what? I, I It might have been... Uh, Did you get coal in your stocking? It might have been the 14-point articulation uh, <laughs> gift that yeah. you gave me, but I should probably just leave that uh, uh, <laughs> unnamed. Fun with Farrah. That was the most interesting, for sure. Oh, man. Nah, I got the usual books and socks and things, but all things that I needed. And your own personal Farrah faucet. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> it was like nice. To, it was nice to get an action figure again. That's right. Year, so there that's you go. Just, it's not a doll. Did you guys open them? Oh gosh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> so just a little background for you, dedicated listeners. Uh, Bonnie and I were uh, perusing a dirt cheap, which is kind of a salvage, not consignment, but a salvage store. It's a little chain here in Mississippi, and um, I think we were in Batesville earlier in the year when Mark was playing football at South Panola and we had some time to kill and we went to dirt cheap and there was a, um, there was a whole slew of Farrah Fawcett action figures and it was part of their seventies collection, whoever it was, some toy manufacturers, like that's when I'm getting the guys for Christmas. <laughs> and, uh, it, it went over real well with the guys in the studio and we won't talk about the, uh, the wives. So, but uh, apparently it was a fun toy for both of you guys to get. So, um, I didn't even get, I didn't get myself one though, which I was probably what? a bummer. Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, uh, and so maybe they may yeah, have some not somewhere. Now yeah, I'm sure you're not, I'm sure you're not sharing Jay. That's in your doll collection. Now right. you're, you're complete room with your doll collection. So, no, I was going to say you, you may get two next year, but uh, I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so I got some, uh, doctor who Blu-rays, uh, the Peter Cushing doctor who, which is kind of great. So, uh, 
the Dalek invasion of Earth, and I forget what the other one. Maybe it's Doctor Who and the Daleks. So these are the non-canon Peter Cushing movies that do not fit in any continuity uh, of the television Doctor Who, but they might with something that just happened uh, the last episode of the last series. But we'll talk about that at some point in 2021, hopefully. All right, let's jump into some Geeks of the Week. Uh, Art, what you got for a geek this week? Well, uh, I'm continuing my trend as the celebrity undertaker, as you have, 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 <laughs> have named me. Uh, Dawn Wells, who played Marianne Summers from Gilligan's Island, passed away uh, December 30th, which is hard for me to remember which day that was now. But uh, she was 82, and she died of complications from uh, COVID-19. Uh, so that was sad news. Uh, she, uh, with her death, that leaves Justina Louise, who played Ginger from the original cast, as the only surviving member of the show. Wow! But uh, but uh, by all accounts, she was uh, very sweet and very down to earth. Uh, you know, the same as the character she played. Um, and uh, in reading some interviews with her, her character was one of the uh, the least defined. In fact, if you watch the the first season of it, they didn't even know that Professor Marianne were going to be on there when they recorded the. Uh, the theme song because it just says and the rest uh and then uh, and then the next year they changed the lyric to the professor and marianne interesting uh, does she do much besides after gilligan's Mary, island i haven't really followed her career not really she was in a couple of horror movies that i saw uh just didn't do a whole lot you know uh, other than that that yeah i'm sure that she was typecast the thing is she was really young she was like 25 or something when she first started with the show so um but uh, she did do a, some theater uh, she did a lot of public appearances, and uh, in later years, she made um, uh, you know cameo appearances, often in the character of Marianne. Like she was on an episode of she and uh, Bob Denver, who played Gilligan, were on an episode of Baywatch. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and in the and in the in the costumes they would typically wear the the gingham dress and the of course the red jersey and and pants and sailor's hat that uh, Gilligan wore. So, uh, you know, I think it was kind of hard for either one of them to uh, for any of that cast to break out and do much else after that show. Well, most of the pictures that I saw on social media talking about her passing were of her at a Comic-Con type event yeah. where she was, um, you know, representing Marianne. So I wondered if yeah. whether there was much after that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that she was got in, she was involved in charity work. Um, she ran on some financial hard times uh, later in life uh, and actually just kind of was on social media and said something about some hospital bills she had to pay. And, and a lot of folks came forward and helped her with that. So she realized that people still loved her and loved the character. So that was kind of a neat story. Um, but uh, yeah, sad to, sad to hear that she's gone. All right, let's do some uplifting stuff. Jay, what you got for a geek? Well, I discovered that curves, like, that, that's current, not from popular yeah, I got, mechanics this is, in this 79. This is 20, less than 24 hours old. I saw this this morning. To, to you, it's less than 24 hours old. To me, well, I, th I think this is legit. I saw it today, and as, uh, as Robbie said, we are recording on New Year's Day. So this was a New Year's Eve performance at the China's, China, like the, the, the country China, China's Billy Billy New Year's Gala. A Chinese orchestra did this Marvel Studio fanfare. Did y'all have a chance to look at it after touch? No. It's like it's only like five minutes. It's definitely worth five minutes of your day. Uh, they performed the Marvel Studios fanfare and the Avengers theme, and they had you know, like a little bit of light show kind of going on. They had the the logo and some other logos in the background that I'll have to go back and, and check out. But the one of the really cool and it's very well done. The music is great. They got a piano player out front and this huge orchestra behind him. Um, 
And the director, the conductor, about halfway through, they focused on him, and he's got the Infinity Gauntlet on his <laughs> oh, left no. hand cool. conducting the music. And at the end of it, he raises it high, at the, and it was really nice. Did he snap and the entire orchestra disappeared? <laughs> well, no, only well, half, half, only half, only <laughs> half, only half. Wow! But that's kind of inspired me. I was thinking, I was listening to something the other day, as we've talked many times before about John Williams kind of being the savior or the music being the savior of star Wars, the first movie and, and so many other movies that he was involved in. So I think that's something I want to do this year. It's kind of one of my, my geek resolutions is to gather some of the iconic music and just listen to it more. Just, you know, it, it, it's interesting you say that because there's not really other than the Avengers theme to me, there's not one musical theme from the Marvel movies that, I can name immediately. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I recognize yeah. it when it comes on, but I don't know I, if I could hum it. I don't even know that I would recognize it other than the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's one thing they said is kind of a drawback is the music has never been as strong, you know, as as as, as it could be as you think it would be for yeah. something, you know, that that of that uh, size. And unlike the Wonder Woman theme, you know, which, I know. I said, in fact, that's what I started to mention too. It's kind of a segue, I guess, but. But you hear that come on, and you go, you know, so you know what's going on. It's it's almost like Led Zeppelin esque, the Wonder Woman. Very much so. So, but uh, now I thought at first you might be talking about the seventies Wonder Woman theme, which was going to lead you to say, I don't know what was it going to Wonder lead? Woman. Oh, You've yes. done it a million times. <laughs> I tricked him. I got him. I got him there. My my plan worked. My diabolical plan Uh-oh. worked. We're going to talk Wonder Woman on the second half of the show, um, or Wonder Woman. I guess probably, mm. and, you know, spoiler alert. If, uh, uh, if you haven't watched WW 84, um, yeah. you know, pause, terms, pause, watch the movie and then come back. Yeah. You've only got 20 something days, less than 20 something days. By the time you listen to this, to watch it on HBO max as part of your subscription plan. So, um, uh, my geek of the week is kind of, kind of interesting based upon, um, the, the phenomenon of drone light shows and everybody had a drone light show last year. So you see, you see all these drones going up in this concerted uh, light show maneuver thing. And it's like, man, that, that takes a lot of computer programming. Those are not off the shelf drones. And so I did a little bit of research. I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about. Are you know what I'm talking about with the, the various yes. drone light shows? Jay, yeah, you I'm had a, it makes sense. I, I don't know that I've seen one, but I'm, it makes sense. What you're talking about. What's that art? Were we I gonna- saw one recently. Like it seems like right before Christmas, there was uh, there was, was one there one at a, cool. at a like a big football game, like uh, a halftime show. Uh, did they, they do something? Yeah, they did at the Super Bowl uh, London uh, last night. I believe there was a pretty big drone show over the city of London. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, they're 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 pretty awesome. But you know, it's not off the shelf hardware and software. So Intel has kind of made a name for themselves as the premium drone light show. Uh, uh, provider i guess out there so um you know you can get a drone light show comprised of 200 drones 300 drones 500 drones you could get a a a high-end more than 500 drone experience um and so the the shows include uh at the low end with the 200 drones uh it's you've got 2d shapes and imagery you get to 300 you're going to get more volumetric 3d shapes and animations 500 obviously you've got more points of light so it's higher resolution any idea any idea how much a 200 drone light show from intel is going to run you i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out and these are just the base cost i'm going half a mil 
No, not quite. Not quite. $99,000 seems to be the starting price for it. Wow, that's actually cheaper than I thought it would be. I was going to say what? like a quarter million dollars. Do you well, get to keep the drones or is no, this a rental? No, it's a rental. That's why. Oh, rental. See, my yeah, well, rental. My figure included the uh, ownership. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> wow. So uh, the 300 uh, drone unit uh, light show, 199 500 is going to get you right at 300000 and then contact Intel for a custom quote for anything above 500 drones. Is this the kind of thing you do in lieu of fireworks or in addition yeah. to? Yeah, in okay. lieu of. Okay. Um, it's obviously, those can get expensive too, but probably not $300,000. Yeah, it just kind of depends on what you're looking at. So, um, But anyway, yeah, it's uh, drone light shows are, are, are kind of the thing. Now, there are some cheaper providers out there that are twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000, but uh, Intel's kind of the, the – the the Royals Royce they're the I I think if you've seen a big drone light show the past couple of years it's probably been an Intel product so um, I thought that was kind of a timely geek are they being squeezed out of the chip business so they're turning to boy I tell you what we should we should probably have that conversation at some point I would really put you guys to sleep as as <laughs> you know Intel has lost chip share galore Apple has moved to their own custom silicone um, and and so Microsoft has said they're going to manufacture their own chipset to go in their Surface tablets wow. and, and laptops. So all of a sudden, Intel has lost one huge customer in Apple and then another larger customer in Microsoft. I mean, what's left? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's it's still uh, they still have the high end server hardware, but I tell you, I did a build with a Ryzen uh, Ryzen. Five chip last year. Boy, it's weird to say because it was only a few yesterday. months ago. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, as we record, and uh, the the performance is just. I, I I really like it. I've always thought that the the AMD products were a little bit substandard, but uh, you know, AMD has gotten their their die manufacturing down small enough. Intel's had problems. They've had chip um, supply problems. So Intel's got uh, they've got to pivot pretty quick. So, but anyway. Art, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> thought thought somebody had already fallen asleep. And, and kudos for you, Jay, for bringing up. The, How about that? The end of the year. Yeah. Wow. Art, yeah. are you impressed? I'm impressed with that. Are you? I am impressed. Yeah, but do you know the difference? Give me some time. I'll get you back to uh, level. <laughs> well, all right. We're going to take some time. We're going to recover from our impress impressiveness from Jay. We're going to talk Wonder Woman and the end of The Mandalorian up next. And we're back. <laughs> yeah. Guys yeah. of a certain age, back half of the show, a little musical interlude from Art Shirley. We're going to talk. I realized I was going into Digimon Digital Monsters, and so I stopped. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. It's one of those days. All right, so, Jay, you've got a home theater story you this were is, saying Yeah, in the this break? is flashback to our home theater episode. We list, I watched, uh, I did this thing where I like to do is read, you know, read a book and then watch the movie pretty close after to see how well it tracked. And so this, was, this time it was Ready Player One. Finally read the book, uh-huh. watched the movie, and I, I knew that, Things were different, but we have uh, surround sound in our home theater, so to speak, in air our quotes. living room. Yeah, very much air quotes. Air quotes. And, you know, we it, it shows up well in superhero movies and that sort of thing. But last night in Ready Player One, like our, our room was rumbling. I can't remember the scene it was. And then all of a sudden behind us, we hear this vivid 
crash and it fit what was going on on the screen i said melissa i don't that does that sound odd to you no i think it's just really good uh really good surround sound and i went i went back there and looked and we had set a framed picture on top of the subwoofer (laughs) that had been rattled off on the floor (laughs) so it was realistic in a sense but uh it was it was anyway really good surround kudos to the surround sound system there you go did you guys lose power last night jay we did not we're on four county which is we're two blocks from having city power gotcha so i'm we, my parents did though. Yeah, most of Starkville lost power last night, but it was in two different waves. Like a third of the, the of the city lost power for an hour and a half or so. Then once that got up, within five minutes, the rest of the city went down. Two separate incidents. As I rolling power out, one involved a tree. I knew that, but that's, yeah, yeah. So I didn't realize you were on county power. Yeah, it's like uh, you go down the the main street. It's like. Pole is like Starville, 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 four county right there. And it's just in the middle of the neighborhood. Wow. So yep. you live in the county practically. Sort of, kind of. Wow. But you still pay them city taxes. I still pay city water, too. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. So that was kind of fun. And so we're out of time. <laughs> and we're out of time. So Wonder Woman 84. So let's talk about our reactions. Or do we want to do Mandalorian first? Doesn't matter. You started. Let's go. Let's go with Wonder Woman 84. All right. What'd you think? I think I'm probably one of the exceptions to uh, what I've seen comments from y'all and also the really bad comments on Twitter. I actually enjoyed it. I thought uh, uh, I can understand some you know, feelings that it was definitely different and understand why people felt disappointed with it. I don't think it was as good as the first one, but I did enjoy it. And I liked, I liked the different feeling to it that a lot of people have said they didn't care for. Uh, the fact that Wonder Woman you know, as in the character uh, in costume didn't show up until much later in the film. Uh, and I guess we should say that there probably will be spoilers for Wonder Woman on here, but um, uh, I just thought, you know, I thought the whole thing felt, felt a little different than the typical uh, superhero movie. And I enjoyed that part of it. I also will say that, and I think this was by design, there were a lot of things that reminded me of while not being as good as uh, both the, the first two uh, Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the, the beats and uh, some of the scenes, uh, in particular the, the scene that took place on Themyscira first, and then going to the mall felt very much like the opening scene of Krypton, yeah. and then kind of the day in the life thing that uh, all the little things that were going on uh, in Metropolis in uh, Superman two at the beginning of that. I, I didn't care for the Max Lord character. Uh, at mm-hmm. the at the end of the day, that that was probably my biggest bone to pick. I thought Gal Gadot, 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 Gadot. 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 Yeah, uh, Gadot. I, I thought she was great. I, you know, uh, Christian Wing, Wig, well, Wing, Wig, a wig, wig. A, a wig and a prayer. Uh, it's kind of the subtitle of this show. Um, I, I thought she was great as as uh, Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbara, what was her character's name? Art? Minerva. Minerva, that's right. Yeah. I, I thought she was great, but it was it was the Pedro Pascal, Max Lord character. I just didn't care for. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I wanted somebody a little bit more diabolical. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was almost, he reminded me a lot of, of uh, Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor um, mm-hmm. in the Batman movies, kind of almost a blundering villain mm. and i wanted something a little bit more of course in the comic books max lord is is a lot more ruthless as is yeah. lex luther in the comic books but 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. He he felt like a televangelist to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was trying to. Yeah. I think that was the idea. And, Tim, I think if maybe he had been a character other than what we know Max Lord to be, it might have been okay. And I think that was probably a lot of the objection that comic fans who are familiar with the character had because yeah. he was not that character. A lot of people thought it was a, you know attempt to you know kind of uh, be a parody of Trump or whatever. I didn't get that sense. I always thought Max Lord was more of a Ted Turner kind of uh, yeah. inspired uh, character at first, just by virtue of when he came out and the fact that he's a you know media mogul or yeah. what it was at one point. Didn't he take over the news uh, GBS or whatever that Clark and Lois had gone to work for after leaving the Daily Planet? Yeah, he but, also he also was the sponsor for Justice League International and maybe yeah. the New Fifty Two or something mm-hmm. like that. So, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, and I do agree that there was, uh, there probably could have been some editing done. It felt a little, you know, long in places. Um, I think that um, I just, I really think that you think this lesson would have been learned by now. But you know, it's better to have one really good villain than multiple villains. Yes. Uh, it's just always, it's always just going to be, it's always going to suffer for that. And and you see that through, you see it especially in the the early Batman franchise. Uh, you certainly saw it in, in Spider-Man three. Uh, the one with, uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah. That's not his, uh, yeah. but, uh, his name's anyway. Peter Parker, but he's played by Tobey Maguire. Yeah. 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 Show me the spot. Uh, oh no, yeah. that's Jerry Maguire. That's <laughs> yeah. what I said. Tobey Maguire. It is. That's his name in it. Yes, the character. He's the actor. Yes. Yeah, but I was thinking, is that right? Because I, I did think Jerry McGuire at one point, but that's not okay. Show so me the it. spotty. So. Anyway, but you, you know they, you, that one you had way too many villains in it. And I think that uh, you're. It's also been said that uh, the movie is only as good as the villain a yeah. lot of times, mm. and uh, I think we had a much better villain in in Cheetah. Although I will say too, and this is you know for somebody who said that I liked it as much, I may be kind of starting to. Uh, nitpick a little bit, but she was a little too reminiscent of the Michelle Pfeiffer character mm. in, uh, in Batman, Batman Returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. played so well, and I think that uh, the transformation worked out real well. Yeah, it did. Jay, what did you think? I was I was disappointed. Oh, Have I'm you sorry. seen it, Jay? I've seen it. Yes, yeah, okay. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a little disappointed, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I was talking to my son about it today, and I think he kind of nailed it. He said it was. They didn't. There wasn't wasn't really a win. the The villain didn't get. She didn't beat the villain at the end. She gave a hope speech, yeah. and then all things kind of worked out. And I think that kind of summarizes my thoughts. I I like a good superhero movie where the powers are you know whatever they're from you know be it being an Amazonian woman or you know Bruce Banner. Granted, it's a superpower. It's not normal. But there was just a lot of almost hocus pocus magic in this one with the with the stone and the grant you the wishes, and then at the end, like he says, she just gave this little hope speech and everything worked out all right. I want to see her, you know, beat the crap out of somebody. So she did in a way. And then yeah. on the on the cheetah thing, and you guys probably have more insight into this. I know I liked the sort of origin story. Yeah, but I feel like she could have been that final cheetah figure a little earlier in the movie and it would have felt more right to me as far as villain versus superhero. It just kind of over took too, too much time to get her to that final where I actually look like a cheetah kind of person. 
which at the end of the movie, she had lost that cheetah look, but she still had her superpowers, right? As far as we know. Yeah. As far as we know. Yeah. Yeah, but I think she did a great job in the part. I, yeah. I, you know, there was a lot of question in the beginning, really, Kristen Wiig in, in this role, but I, not knowing the comic background as well as y'all, just from the movie, I thought she did a good job. She was right for the part. Um, it was a fun two and a half hours. My wife liked it quite a bit. Well, and my daughter see, and my a, daughter-in-law loved it. Yeah. And so well, you know, see, I'm trying to be nice. A, this is a point I was going to bring out because I think, you know, the, the, a lot was made of the fact that, that Patty Jenkins, you know, was directing this movie. Patty Jenkins helped write this movie. Uh, she and, and Gal Gadot, you know, had a lot of uh, say in, in the story they wanted to tell. And I wonder if there's a little bit of, hey, guys prefer, you know, things going out and getting destroyed as opposed to the message of hope. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to oversimplify it by saying, you know, it's a, it's a male-female thing. But I do think that there are some sensibilities that are brought into it that uh, whereas, you know, just to kind of put it in the, in the basest of terms is that, uh, you know, the guy is thinking destroy to make things better, whereas uh, a, a female – looking at it may say, let's find a way to build this up and to bring something hopeful to, to it. And again, that's an oversimplification uh, that I'm making. But I, it does seem to me that a lot of the negative comments I've heard have been similar to what, you know, what we've said. And, and you know, I'll agree. I, I felt the same way, too. I, you know, you want to see a big fight. But that's kind of what I, I wonder if it was in a reaction to her being forced to put in the big fight with Aries at the end of Wonder Woman, which she didn't want to do. And uh, Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder had her do, uh, her being Patty Jenkins, um, and saying, I, you know, I don't want to do that this time. I want there to be something other than, you know, just the, we're, we destroy our enemy to make the things, to make the things right. That could be. Yeah, in, in Jay's words, he wanted Hulk smash, and he didn't get Hulk smash. <laughs> That's so. right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, speaking I mean, of— I mean, because Becky liked it, too. I mean, no, granted, she liked the first one better. She didn't—you know, she didn't think it would oh, come out thinking, oh, this is great. And I think she was really excited about the first one more so. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it, 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 did seem to, it does seem to me to kind of break— along those lines just yeah. in looking at social media and again i know that's not a scientific thing and again i don't want to oversimplify this or say oh we didn't like it because of this but uh, i did it's just a kind of an observation yeah and i think there's a lot to it um uh, what your observations are I, you know us guys probably we get more steeped in the backstory from the comic books and I think a lot of women have gone into their only exposure was either the Linda Carter Wonder Woman when they were kids or, you know, the original Wonder Woman. And you didn't. One of the great things about Wonder Woman 84 is you didn't really need to have seen. Can you hear us now? I can hear you now. So, okay. Okay. You, you didn't have to really know much about the original Wonder Woman movie to get into this one. You had a little miniature origin story at the front end. Um, you know, you had the mall sequence that kind of shows you the, the, the character and then mm -hmm. you could just kind of jump in. It became more of a relationship film. Um, yeah. so I, I thought that was kind of genius. I, I, I read mm -hmm. where, uh, the, the studio wanted Patty Jenkins to cut one of the two vignettes before the intro. The, you yeah, had, I saw that too. You know, you had the, uh, the origin story with her as a kid where she's, 
you know, trying to win the race and she gets yanked at the last minute. And then you have the mall piece and then you get into the, um, to the opening credits. And, um, I thought those were very, very effective. So, yeah. What about the end credits? Are we going to talk about that a little bit? I'm curious. Number one, was this the first DC movie with an end credit scene? I can't remember. And the second question is, do we feel like that character is going to come back in the next movie or is it just a cameo? I think it was just a cameo. And what we're talking, I think it was just a cameo too. Yeah. So, so in the, in the movie, uh, Diana ends up with armor from one of the greatest Amazonian warriors ever who, uh, Art, you know, the story better than I do. You want to relay the story from the movie because I've slept since I've watched the movie. <laughs> uh, well, what happened was, uh, was this, no, uh, as Robbie was saying, she had armor. It was the, the gold winged armor, which is from the comic book as well. You see that sometimes appear in the comic book. Um, but it was, it was armor that had be- belonged to uh, a warrior named Asteria. And when the Amaz- Amazons had to leave uh, and kind of shut themselves off in Themyscira, uh in order to keep men from humankind, I guess, but, but men in particular from finding their Island and, and continuing to war and reap destruction. Uh, one warrior had to stay behind to protect them as they left. And that warrior was hysteria. And you see a, you see a, a flashback scene to her fighting. All you see is the, the warrior's eyes at that point. And then, um, uh, Diana is telling, uh, Steve Trevor, um, that, uh, they, she came back. She was able to find the armor, but she never found the warrior. So they figured the warrior was dead. The war, uh, uh, the hysteria was dead. Uh, then at the end, you see a scene. And I, you want me to go ahead and go into that? Yeah, too? yeah, absolutely. Okay. So in the end, the mid credit scene, you see a scene, and it's a woman walking through a crowd of people, and uh, she has long, you know, dark brown hair, like uh, we just saw. Yeah, it could Gal-Gadot. be Gal Gadot. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and she's also wearing the same kind of blue sweater thing or whatever so you're, you're supposed to think obviously that it's gal gadot walking in there and uh there's a woman with a baby carriage and all of a sudden this uh utility pole or something uh comes loose and starts to fall and uh the character we're watching from behind just reaches up and stops it a couple of guys come over and grab it so you know it's heavy because it's taking multiple people to to move what she just stopped with one hand and then the uh, mother goes over to thank uh, the woman for stopping it and turns around and it's Linda Carter who played one woman in the seventies uh, TV series. And, uh, uh, she said her name was hysteria. And, uh, she said, Oh, it's just a matter of, of shifting your weight just right. And she said, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, and kind yeah. of, yeah. Winks at the camera and goes off. I think it was just a little fan service cameo, uh, during the DC universe, um, comic-con thing virtual comic-con thing they had or or not comic-con but you know a convention that they had online uh over the summer uh linda carter makes an appearance at that point you know she kept saying no she was not involved in the movie in any way but but patty jenkins and gal have both said that they're very much inspired and feel like they are carrying on the torch that she brought in so so uh, i i think it was i think it's just fan service i'm not saying that she won't show up in the other one to me it was it was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie and probably one of the reasons that i ended watching the movie with such a good feeling because it was just such a neat thing to do yeah. and i thought they handled it well i think you know I, and i do think it probably works better as a cameo but you know in supergirl's universe she's the president of the united states and an alien and an alien that's right so mm-hmm. so yeah 
Uh, the DC multiverse. Oh, man. That's right. Of course, you know, they could be many people, many people show up, whatever. But uh, so, but yeah, I thought, th- I thought it was good. I thought it was good for that. I like that. So general, general positive. We liked it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, uh, it did so well from a sales, from a box office standpoint, uh, over a hundred million dollars at the box office. And obviously Warner brothers was incredibly pleased with the streaming numbers that they have fast tracked a wonder woman three. Awesome. Yeah, they had a greenlit. Like, I mean, it, it debuted on Christmas Day, and I believe it was day after, maybe the day after that, that they yeah. said it was greenlit. I think it was probably the next day, but I can't remember exactly. Okay, so w- one thing we talked about was how did you watch it? How did what was your? You watched it at your home theater that you have set up, or did you? Yeah, did you yeah. Say, we okay. watched it at home. Yeah, yeah I thought we you went to the theater, yeah. Robbie. Uh, we were going to. I forgot what happened. Okay. There, were, there were family things involved and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. and I guess also I saw the uh, I saw several of my friends panning, and it's like, do I really want to spend the money for a movie that I may not enjoy that much um, when I can watch it at home? Plus, um, we we needed schedules didn't align to hit a four o'clock theater yeah side note i i you know i got hbo max just so that i could start watching this and watch the other movies that are coming i did some math i got like a six month deal when i signed up for like 70 dollars or something anyway i would have probably spent what i had five people in my house watching the movie that'd been 45 bucks at least wait you would have paid for your married son and his wife to go well, if they were home for Christmas and we all went together, are they not living on their own? Are they not out on their own? It was a, it's Christmas, man. It's Christmas. Whatever, man. I'm, I'm with you, Jay. Anyway, to do that too. I mean, you watch two theater, good theater movies on HBO Max, and you've more than paid for, you know, the, almost the whole at least six months. Yeah. So I feel like it's a good investment. So now you can watch the entirety of the West wing on HBO max. I Th- could, that moved from Netflix, it's not at the top of my list, but it's, it should be, uh, it moved from Netflix to, um, HBO max on Christmas day. And, um, last night, twelve thirty one twenty was the last time you could have seen the office on Netflix oh, okay. that has moved to Peacock. And uh, you can see, I believe, the first two seasons of The Office on the Peacock streaming ad-supported free version of the service. You have to pay to get the rest of the seasons. So That's another musical I discovered a day or two ago in a little deal on YouTube called I Watched It All. And it's a guy singing about uh, quarantining and watching every single thing that was on Netflix wow. <laughs> over, the, over the course of the last few months. It's a funny That's song. Pretty good. Out yeah, too. Yeah, so... I'm going to be um, real curious what Netflix does now. So oh, yeah. they've got they've got some issues. What's that, Art? Before we move on to the season finale of the old De- DC Universe Death Watch stuff, uh, HBO Max is taking on some of the stuff. In fact, they had moved uh, the Wonder Woman stuff. I, it, was, it was available in both places, but what the Wonder Woman TV series is available to watch on HBO I saw Max. That. Yeah, uh, Wonder Woman 79. Isn't that what it should be? Uh, it's 77, I think 77. is what that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Batman 66, and, uh, Wonder Woman 77, Wonder Woman yeah, 84. Think, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, But they apparently had pulled a lot of stuff from DC Universe around the middle of December. So I went to look. I was going to say, okay, well, I've still got it. I'll, I'll watch some stuff. And a whole lot of things were gone. I did end up watching uh, the Adventures of Superman cartoon, finish that up, watch the uh, TV show, the live action TV show with George Reeves, some, some of that. It's actually, I'm still getting it. So I'm not sure when the transition is supposed to take place. I thought it was going to be gone as of this morning, but it's still there. I, uh, 
I think but, uh, I think DC is monitoring our podcast, and when you say you have uh, you've watched everything you want to watch, that's when it's going to. They'll say that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. because but, when uh, art's done, we're all done. But I did find myself bummed out that I mean, even though I hadn't taken advantage of it, you know, even though I, I did not watch it like I, I thought I would when I originally got it, um, you know, the fact that it's, it's I'm sure it's that FOMO, you know, now that I feel like I can't watch it, I, you know, I hate to. I just think I don't have it. A lot of it will move to HBO Max, but I know a lot of it will not as well. So, so some things will be gone. Well, uh, one other thing about Wonder Woman too that I saw just was get curious on a, a few things. Uh, a lot of people have have wondered about what was going on with the guy whose body uh, Steve Trevor was inhabiting. You know, is that you know where they they weren't very mindful of of what they were doing with and to his. You know his body. It reminds me a little of Quantum Leap, but uh, oh yeah, it sure does. Yeah, but uh, but there's that question. Oh, how is this morally right for them to you know be taking advantage of this guy? Uh, but uh, so there was that. Um, what did y'all? What, any thoughts on that? Or that even, is that something that's like? Well, let's just not worry about that. It's a comic book movie. Yeah, it's a comic book movie. At least he didn't come up out of the shower drain like Bobby Ewing did. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was a little. I mean, if you're going to go full, grant my wish. Yeah, just bring him back. Just bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did it really add anything to story to the story for him to be in somebody else's body? It was just confusing to me at first. The only thing that I saw that it added was when she saw him come out, it was somebody that she connected with. I mean, even, you know, because she first was not going to speak to him and then she did. So we see, even though she may not end up with this guy, that Diana is at least open again to, uh, human relationship because right. uh, she did and to <laughs> drew and i were watching we we did the home theater setup too just to answer that question we i pulled the screen out that's something that is not set up regularly for us but we did pull the screen out and did that i was determined to watch it christmas day so we did end up watching it uh late christmas but um but drew and i were both going oh, okay so it's been you know what what was it 60 years and uh and she still hadn't gotten over this guy that was kind of hard to hard to believe but uh anyway yeah bless his heart <laughs> bless his heart so so mandalorian yes Whoop. wow um okay so spoiler alerts if you haven't seen the season finale of mandalorian you might want to flip or off don't now. have a twitter account or, or yeah or, or or have 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 decided to become amish for the past six weeks or yeah. four weeks or whatever uh-huh. um so initial reactions, uh, Jay. What was your initial reaction to the reveal at the end of Mandalorian? I thought it was awesome. I was not expecting it. I kind of thought you know somebody was coming, but when when Luke showed up and just I mean that kind of blew me away because that that leads me to the question, and I've kind of done some you know reading around and watching videos too. But if you've got Luke, then seems like timeline wise it may be different, but. It just sort of opens it up to anybody. Like you don't get much bigger than yeah. Luke as a character brought in from the you know previous movie. So who could be next? I mean, that is is it might not be anybody, but the the bar has been set high. I, I I've got to think we're going to see a, a live action Thrawn um, very soon. So yeah, I, they said that. But in which be, which show? It's got to be Ahsoka. Yeah. Ahsoka show is what I think he's going yeah. to be on. Okay. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch as Ooh. Thrawn. What do, you, what do you think about it? Have we talked about that art, Benedict? Yeah, we've, I think we've, we've, I think he would be great. Uh, uh, the guy that voiced him, who is, 
Oh, I can't remember. His brother is the one that they keep mentioning, but they said that I can't remember who who voiced him on the thing. They thought he would be good. Um, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch batch would be would be good as uh, as Thrawn. I think that would be. And for some reason, I keep I keep hearing uh, Michael Fassbinder. Fassbinder. Yeah. Um, Lars uh, uh, Lars Mickelson. Lars Mickelson is who yeah, plays him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, which uh, it, he was. Uh, Lars was the Russian president in House of Cards. He's been in a bunch of other things. Yeah, uh, he and was, his brother Mads Mc, Mads Mickelson was uh, Le Chief in Casino Royale. Yeah, uh, he's been in several things too. Hannibal played Hannibal in the TV series. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I, I was blown away too. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I kind of I felt like it had to be Luke. I just didn't uh, once once they had determined Ahsoka. I didn't think Ahsoka would come back. I just thought that would be kind of. And climactic for oh this is who it is well why didn't you just hang on to it right. in the first place uh, I I thought well, maybe it's going to be somebody that you know we we did you know don't know or, or didn't expect you know some of the characters maybe from the animated series if they didn't want to kind of cross over into that and I did see some people think you know that they felt a little betrayed by the fact that they felt like they had to tie Skywalker into this yeah. or a Skywalker into this. But I think that was, a, I think there wasn't a better choice. Uh, I just, even though I kind of thought that's who it was going to be, I was still blown away when you see that X-Wing show up because of that one to go. And then I thought, Oh, they're going to, they're going to try to fake us out because they didn't show him for so long. I said, right. they want us to think it's Luke. And then at the end, it's going to be, you know, some guy we don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know the 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 lightsaber the the right hand in the glove right uh, the way he moves i mean very reminiscent of darth vader cutting down the uh, the folks at the end of rogue one mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of parallels to that and um just i mean i i was i was blown away when i saw the x-wing land it's like no this can't be uh uh-huh. and then and then as Patty jenkins comes out yeah, yeah, because <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was Ahsoka. I or um, I thought for a second, man, would this be Mace Windu? I said that's that's the only other choice I could see it being. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that might have been cool. I mean, it would have been cool, absolutely. Would've been cool. It would have been cool. Uh, it would have been really out of left field, but it makes yeah. perfect sense that uh, Grogu reaches out in the Force and Luke connects. And, yeah, if he's around, he's gonna he's got to be the one. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you guys think about the animation of Luke's face? Uh, I thought it was. I, it did not bother me. I mean, it, it had that kind of uh, you know video game quality to it. To you know, degree it was all completely um, CGI as opposed to de aging. Uh, you know, they just. Well, I've seen both to- words used on social media. Is, was it de aging technology or CGI? Is that the same thing? Well, I think it's probably used. Uh, they use CGI to de-age okay, it. That's that they, they presented a younger version. But to me, uh, true CGI still has, it, it like takes that person's performance and, um, yeah. And, and kind of, it. yeah, superimpose yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you, Robbie. Uh, whereas this, I believe was a constructed 3d model that yeah. was, that was used as a motion cat and his the performance was used for motion capture, but there was nothing of his actual face yeah. in the final shot. As okay. I understand, he, you know, he, he came through, it was his gate, his walk. And, uh, then they just added stuff on top of. So, um, I I've seen some comparisons with, with what ILM did versus some deep fake stuff. Yeah. Um, and the deep fake renders look a lot better. 
the mm-hmm. eyes look better. To me, Luke looks a little plastic. Uh, yeah. He looks much better than Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One and mm-hmm. uh, Leia in Rogue One. And they weren't that bad, but I think you could have deep faked it a little bit better. And I've seen comparisons of those deep fake too that look a lot better. Yeah, yeah, those, those examples too. Uh, uh, but at it, the end of the day, it worked for me. I, I still expected him to be old Luke when he originally showed up, and of course, the new way and that's the wrong timeline. But uh, uh, there, and there were some scenes that worked better than others. I felt like, but uh, but I thought the I thought the moment worked pretty well. It did. It did. I, I'll mention here, as I've mentioned to y'all, I still think. He should have thrown back the cover of his uh, the hood of his robe and said, "I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you." As he did when he first saw Leia, you know, said that to uh, to Grogu. And I think that would have been kind of cool. Uh, they had no idea who he was, and, know, the, the, and, and I love that. I love the. Yeah, fact. I thought that was cool too. Yeah, I, I love the fact that Bo-Katan had no idea who Luke Skywalker was. Uh-huh. I love the fact that that you know that that the Mandalorian he had to ask. Are you a Jedi? Are you one of yeah. his kind? Mm-hmm. And then, then the 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 surrendering of Grogu to Luke at the end was just unbelievable. Yeah, um, it's really good stuff. I've seen was, some chatter of whether or not he was in the temple before, and maybe knew Anakin and knew R two D two, and that's why when he walked up to him and was familiar, there was a familiarity thing going on. So the speculation has been R two saved him, right, out right, of, out uh, of the temple. And, and we didn't even talk about R2. It was great to see R2-D2. Yeah. You know. Um, he didn't look any older. I'll no, tell you. They no, really he didn't. Did he did. Boy, I tell you what. The only thing that made it better is if a TARDIS had materialized on the bridge at the same time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Come so on. I got a question for y'all. Do you think now that Grogu has been turned over to Luke, does that mean he's not going to be a character in season three? I, I think we've seen the last of baby Yoda for a little while. I mean, that's a, yeah. everything else was so based around him. I can't imagine him not being there, but it well, would be a stretch. That's what the concern is, is how will this show, how well will this show work without him? Because he has been the draw, I think for a lot of people, uh, you know, obviously we're going to watch it, but uh, will people go? Oh, he's not going to be in there. Well, I don't really care anything about it. I can see Becky not caring nearly as much oh, about it. I, uh, I, I think you get Katie Sackoff. You got the Mandal- battle of Mandalore coming up. I think you got a lot of things about to happen that's going to be. So that'll awesome. be the focus of the next season. I, you think is this I, whole dark saber and who's going to lead and so battle of Mandalore? And there's all that. been there's been speculation that all these Splinter series are going to interlock to one um, in game type event. Huh. And uh, so what what is that? You know, um, Mm. and so we may see Grogu back. We may see a young Luke back. Mm. This is obviously before uh, Kylo Ren, the origin of Kylo Ren. Um, So I I don't know. I mean, it's the 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 palette is 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 blank. I mean, it's it's wide open. Yeah, Now, Grogu is probably the main thing that I'm concerned about, but you also have, you know, Boba Fett's getting his own series the book of Boba Fett. Asako is going to get her, uh, own yeah. series. And so is it just going to be like, they're going to be out now until some end game. I, and then it's all about Boca Raton. And yeah, uh, well, you've got the Rangers of the Republic, you know, which right, is happening. Right. And, um, so I, I don't know, man, but I, I tell you, I trust Dave Fellini and John Favreau um, with the Lucas Star oh, yeah. Wars vision 
probably more than I ever trusted George Lucas after Return <laughs> of the Jedi. Um, Mark Hamill had a I, neat little uh, tribute. He's saying he, it was a gift he didn't expect to be given, and his hashtag was "Thank you, John and uh, Dave." Yeah, so I think he was really into it. So, so the the morning that uh, that episode dropped, um, oh, the the real Mark Hamill on Twitter Hamill himself, right? Yeah, Ham, you know, Hamill himself. That's right. Says tweets out. So, did you watch anything good on TV lately? You know, and so the fact that they were able to keep his appearance secret is unbelievable because he'd shot that a year previous. Yeah, Jacob, my son was lamenting the fact that. He had stayed off all other social media to avoid any kind of spoilers until he had time to watch it. And somebody posted something on Facebook. He says, who posts spoilers on Facebook? <laughs> Old people. That too. <laughs> that too. So, all right. Any, any I can other? barely hear y'all, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if you can still hear me. Yet. We can but, hear uh, you. One can... thing I'd throw out before you, it's like you might be about to wrap it up. But uh, what about the thought about Sebastian Stan playing young Luke? I, I think that would be great. I mean, oh, wait, you can't really hear us, can you? Huh? Well, that sucks. Art, can you hear us, Art? I can barely hear you, so just go ahead and wrap up. That'll <laughs> That's really last. bizarre. I'd so, like to see him play him, too. Yeah, yeah, Sebastian Stan would be great. He's a Winter Soldier. Okay. All right. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. That's almost 50 minutes of wrapping up 2020. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Happy New Year, and we will see you next week. <laughs>